Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Ray and Tay Today. Talking sports with friends. Ella, just talk about sports. Here it is, y'all. We're on the air. Sit on the sofa, throw your hands in the air. We're talking sports so you can come on and listen. NFL predictions, what you're missing, nothing. We got you covered for college football, too. Every fantasy football. Friday, you could get what you need to hear. Mondays and Fridays, we're always here. Live on the air, you know it ain't fair. Because we spit it with crazy ill. Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. You're listening to Ray and Tay today, and I'm Ray, tall Rayside. And I'm Tay, Eric Taylor. It is definitely a Monday. Hey, check out, you want to hear some great NFL, MLB, NBA interviews, go to RayandTayToday.com. We definitely got you covered there with everything. Ray, it seems kind of simple. Week seven is almost under wraps. We'll get to the Monday night football pick in a minute, but it seems like the same old customers are starting to, you know, scrape off the preseason dust and dirt and basically well, start actually, to shine. What do you think about the Patriots? Some of the same old customers, though. Some of well, the same no, no. Old I mean, in terms of the, the excellent teams, Seahawks, Steelers, Patriots. The, but the Rams are starting to sneak in there. The Vikings. I mean, the Bills. The no, Bills, no, we'll get some, to them. But, what do you think about the Pats? They put it on the Falcons. What do you think about that? So, if you're a Falcons fan, you got to start to become worried. Yeah. Uh, it's time where you got to really be worried because your division's pretty good, and New Orleans, Carolina, and Tampa have had their ups and downs, but they're all better than they were last year. And if you can't beat teams, uh, if you can't beat teams, you know, on the road in Chicago, a team that wasn't expected that much of, right, barely squeaked by them, and then you take a team like New England, and it's okay. I mean, it's not okay, but you, you can take a loss. But they weren't competitive. I mean, that game... New England dominated from start to finish, and it took a miracle. I don't want to say miraculous. It took a spectacular mano a mano play by Julio Jones to even put them on the board. I mean, they could have easily been shut out in that game. So, Ray, that was a great play, by the way. And <laughs> Julio, that was a great play. Okay. But, right but that's their of, only, those are their only points. You know, I so know. you got to be worried. And I don't know if it's a hangover or but, what. It's the same roster as last year. And I'm frankly very disappointed. I think it might be the OC. I think we got a caller that wants to talk about it, too. Let's bring him in. Caller, you're on with Ray and Tate today? Yeah, I feel like I'm being trolled right now. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. What's up, man? How you doing? Yeah, I'm all right, man. How y'all doing? Good, good. So talk to us. This is your Atlanta Falcons, man. (laughs) This is what you were calling for last year. This is what you were saying last year, and they surprised all of us, and now they're kind of reverting back to what we thought they would be. I told y'all this was what happened, man. This is Atlanta, man. This is the land of curses where sports teams are not supposed to be good. And we are one of those tragic fan bases, and, of course, we got dealt another hand. So, yeah, no, you know, bad. the offense is really stagnant. 
defense is okay. Uh, but, no, it doesn't look like the same team from last year. Huge problems. Uh, the things that Kyle Shanahan was able to get out of the talent here, uh, your boy Sark just doesn't seem to be able to do, man. Like, uh, Sark did a really good – I mean, uh, Shanahan did a really good job getting him open through the system because he's not just a speed guy. And I think Sark has expected him to make plays, and he's just not talented enough to do that. And with Julio, why he's not using Julio in a better way, uh, they don't give the ball to He's not getting enough targets. It's absurd. Yeah. And and uh, Tevin Campbell coming out of the backfield and being split wide was a huge part of the threat, offensive threat last year. We're not seeing much of that. It's just been bad offensively, and New England just sat back in that umbrella coverage and dared them to <laughs> – to, you know, make plays, and they couldn't sustain drives or, you know, make plays on third down. I think they were like 0 for 7 on third down at one point or something like that. So, I mean, it's real bad, man. You know, you know what's interesting? I, it, this is going to sound weird, but I feel like when you have talent on the running side, so between Freeman and, and uh, uh, Colm, and you've got um, – Talent on split out on on the wide receiver side. So when Sanu is healthy and Julio Jones and Gabriel, you almost have so much talent on. Maybe the tight end is, isn't as good as it's been. You know when Tony Gonzalez was you know ending his career. But it's almost like you have too much talent on offense that you don't have an identity. You know a lot of times when you only have one aspect of your offense going right, you 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 use that aspect right. You're like we're a running team because we have a great offensive line and a running back. And we don't happen to have great split ends. We don't happen to have a great quarterback. But here it's almost like there's so much offensive talent, so many toys that you forgot to establish an identity. And Sarkeesian is is 100% guilty of this. Who are you as the Atlanta Falcons? Well, they need to get back right. They got to get back to running the ball, which is what made them successful last year and is what sort of they did not do in the second half of the Super Bowl, I think if they get Freeman and Coleman going with the carries and screen passes, then from there it extends play action to help for Julio and Sanu and Gabriel to start to dominate again. Um, but remember, let's be fair, Shanahan, it took him a year to get into rhythm with Matt Ryan. I think this is also a Matt Ryan issue, not just Sark. Matt Ryan's not playing well, so we got to be fair about that. But let's, let's see what uh, Nas thinks about – let's move on to the other teams because even though we do have the Rams and Bills and Vikings playing well, maybe they'll, you know, fight for wild cards, maybe the division, I still see what I thought I would see, and now you're seeing it coming together. Maybe Ezekiel stays all year. We'll see. But Cowboys look good. It was against a bad team, but still. The Steelers look good. The Seahawks look good. I mean, they put it on the Giants, but, you know, hey, whatever do you feel that those teams are going to start to rise to the top and pull away? Man, I, I wish I could say, yeah, and you know how it is. With this. It just seems to be a weak thing now in the NFL because all of those teams and the ones we consider the best this year, everybody has warts. And I don't mean like normal warts. I mean like the O-line is terrible. I mean like and do you really trust them in a playoff game at this point? Like, there are some weird things about even the so-called good teams. We watch Kansas City, you know, take these two losses. 
So I I still say on uh, where the rules are and whoever's the healthiest at the end of the, <laughs> and, and kind of gets the playing well. I mean that's going to be the the determining factor to me. But I, I just don't think we have any dominant team. Everybody you know looks pretty good or average. Hundred percent agree, and I think it's one of those years. It's like uh, you know, use the NCAA tournament as an analogy. It's like you know, those years where ten or fifteen teams could win the tournament. Obviously, ten or fifteen can't win it in the NFL, but certainly seven or eight teams. I mean, look at all these teams with two losses, right? And and I'll and I'll give you teams with two losses that don't even have like a a, a guy that you say can carry you to the Super Bowl. I mean, the Minnesota Vikings are five and two. The uh, um, the New Orleans Saints are four and two. You know, Drew Brees, give him credit. He, he's the man. He's won a Super Bowl. The Rams, have a good formula. Defense is getting turnovers again. The Rams are five and two. The Rams, the Eagles, if they win tonight, get to have the best record in football at six and one. You telling me Carson Wentz is ready to bring you to the Super Bowl? The Kansas City Chiefs, like you said, with Alex Smith at the helm. Uh, so we've got a bunch of teams. Well, obviously Pittsburgh and New England maybe have, you know, institutionally more winning and, and more experience. So I, I agree 100%. It's week to week. Not only that, I think we almost need to shut our eyes, let the games play out, and then re-ask this question in week 12 or 13. You know, let four, five, six weeks pass. Definitely. But, but think... gentlemen, not to toot my Steelers horn, I must say this. Oh, Lord, here we no, go. No, no, listen, you, you're go. seeing it. Joe Hayden, <laughs> his first interception. T.J. Watt, Bud Dupree, our defense is for real now. Shazier, those linebackers Bryant all over the field. Leave, you know, We're getting so, a pass so... rush. You, 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 what's up with Tavius? What's up with Martavius? It's a non-issue. He'll, he'll be fine. He's not getting traded, and he'll be fine, and he'll play. Now if Ben and Bell and Brown get going, and then Juju, listen, you saw McDonald playing yesterday. The Steelers are going to be fine. I think the Steelers look like the best team in the NFL. I Is never Ben Roethlisberger right? Anyway. So let me ask you this: Is Ben Roethlisberger yeah, that, that, right? That, that front seven, yeah, that front seven for the Steelers surprising everybody. They are as old-school football guys say, whipping every O-line that's in front of them. And that's weird as hell to see because we didn't expect that this year, you know, this quickly from some of those young guys. But, yeah, they're just winning up front. And then offensively, of course, Ben has his problems. But I think the big thing with Martavis is Ben can't really get the ball that deep down the field accurately, and that's why Juju was able to come in and, and you know, kind of play well. Martavis is a really special talent. But yeah. if that special talent is not really, you know, beneficial to the offense right now because Ben can't necessarily get it there, you know, I mean, yeah, you lose some value unless Martavis starts going over the middle more, starts becoming more of a slot guy. So, I mean, yeah. Well, I'm thinking that's what's going to happen this target. week. They're going to work on some plays that, you know, where he's got to, you know, he's got to get some slants and some curls that him and Ben eventually will connect on the deep threat. I think they'll be fine. Let's talk about Monday Night Football. Um, listen, this is one of those teams that we got to start to consider. Their defense is only going to get healthier, and that means they're going to start to play better and, and gel together. Um, I'm not sure, you know, which Kirk Cousins or Pryor or Jordan Reed you're going to see tonight, and they've got to figure out running, but I honestly think the Eagles are going to win a pretty entertaining high-scoring game. Kirk Cousins has never won on a Monday or a Thursday, only on Sundays, and I think that continues. I'm going to take the Eagles 30-24 to 24 over the skin. 
You know what? I'm going to take the other side of that. Only because I can't see the Eagles being 6-1 and one and the best team in football. The, the Washington Redskins always surprise you. Every time you want to write them off and every time you want to say Kirk Cousins is not the man, and gosh, the, the Redskins had enough opportunities to do that. They could have signed him two, three, four times, and they keep franchise tag and franchise tag and franchise tag. So I just have a sneaky suspicion that even though it's in the division and you, you, you typically don't you know, sleep on teams in your division – uh, the Redskins are going to find a way to pull this game out, and they're going to upset the, the the hopes of all those Philly fans who want to you know raise the flag and say we're the best team in football. Kirk <laughs> Cousins goes for three fifty, throws for three touchdowns. Look for your boy Jordan Reed, who's been banged up. Feels like this guy's always banged up uh, to catch a couple, and the Washington Redskins win in a in a in a shootout. I'll say. 30 to 27. I think we have another caller. Nice. Hold on one second. Let's, let's yeah, hold on. Let's put him in. Hello, you caller. Ray and Tay? Ray and Tay? Oh, good. good evening, gentlemen. How, How you doing? doing? Uh, Lou, uh, this is the first time caller. Uh, Luke from Jersey. Yeah. What do you want to talk about? Well, for starters, uh, yesterday's Jets-Miami game, another game that the Jets could have had and blew it. You'd think with Colorado, that would have been a break for us. And then the, and then the replacement just gave, just gave just did a number on us, and like it was just very it was very painful to watch to the end. Are you, you know a what, Jets fan? Do you really want the Jets to yeah. win, though? At the end of the day, don't you want them <laughs> I really to get a good I'm not buying that. Purposely trying to tank. I'm I'm not buying that. I tell you what, look, it's it's hard to ask men, especially 16 games where the games are so brutal, to not win. Um, but at the same time, the Jets, if they had won this game and they went 4-2, the Jets are not really talent-wise a 4-2 team. So I'm a lifelong oh. Jets fan also. I love my Jets. Um, but they're a sub-500 team when I look at their roster. But you're right, this is still a disappointing game because – the, the Jets didn't make any second-half adjustments, and then Matt Moore comes in and scores two four-quarter touchdowns with 12 minutes to go. Yeah. But this is the Jet team that I expected to see. So in some but, ways, I'm, I'm torn. Let me tell you right. something about the Jets, though. <laughs> I, I'm going to say something funny, and while Nas is still in line, I think the Jets at home next week, I think they beat the Atlanta Falcons. What? Ooh. Oh, yes, wow. they do. The Jets are going to beat the Falcons. Yeah. Watch. No, I, don't I, believe it. I mean, it could happen. I, I can't sit up and argue and yell and huff about that. But the Jets are also part of the tragic uh, fan base uh, collective uh, <laughs> along with Atlanta. So yeah. to a certain degree, like, look, you, you won't admit this and he won't admit this. But deep, deep down, we kind of like the ridiculous ways to lose so we can come up with conspiracy <laughs> theories on why our team isn't doing what would normally happen to a normal football team and these ridiculous things that happen after a while it's just like, Yeah, this is part of the you know, this is part Listen, of the you know, Jet I mean, fan, I'm uh, still mad at AJ Dewey and Ken O'Brien with the Jets yeah. Dolphins back then, please. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, so, we did go to like, like you good said, Jets, you know, they're gonna guarantee you success. No, you're right. So, you're right I mean, about look that. at it. You're supposed to be tanking and they start off almost four and two like just the things that happen with these franchises, man. Uh, the coach is thinking about getting them out of there, and now it looks like he's coaching them up and, and playing to the best. Of, they're playing to the best of their ability, getting the most out of the damn replacements. You might as well call them. Uh, so I mean, it, it's just weird, man. Atlanta Super Bowl aspirations 
and they look like this is going to be one of those seven and nine hurtful seasons. You know, so Billy White shoes. Johnson. I tell you what, the, the, the other thing about the Jets is that you look at their division, and suddenly you're thinking to yourself, "Wait a minute, Buffalo, <laughs> Miami, and New England are all looking pretty good." I mean, their fan bases are, are got to be pretty happy right now. New England obviously got yeah. a slow start, but so, so now they're just wait a minute that that three and three team that we look at. I, I think they're going to finish in the cellar. I think ultimately they'll be six and ten, right? But uh, this is this is a, t- a team that maybe got excited in the first quarter of the season, but but I think reality sets in real fast. And I, I think well, they did have an easier schedule cool. early on too. So now the the tough teams start to come in. One thing I will say about the Jets: a season like this is where you can learn and grow. And we all see there's young talent and Jamal Adams and you know even cool. May obviously Big Cat Williams. You know, Richie Anderson. <laughs> oh, Robbie Anderson is not the answer <laughs> on, on, on a real Jet team. Robbie Anderson's your third receiver. But maybe in the offseason, maybe they get a free agent receiver, draft a second-round pick. Mm. Maybe they take one of these quarterbacks, Allen, Rosen, or Darnold, or if, if Darnold even comes out with how poorly he's playing. But we'll see what happens, you know. I mean, maybe Sean Payton and Drew Brees are here next year. Who knows? The NFL is starting to – almost be like the NBA. I mean, we've had so many trades recent last two years in the NFL and a lot of movement around. We don't know what what the rosters will be next year, you know? So I'll say this, the Jets are building a defense and you got to like that because that's going to win at the end of the day. Yeah. Mm. You know? And and that's a great thing for football that that we got player movement now to win franchises that you felt like didn't have a chance. You're giving them a reason to come out. And I also want to say uh, the Colts, great move. You got those season ticket holders to buy, and you may not, they may not see luck all season. Similar to how you did them back in the day with uh, uh, before. The Andrew Colts Luck's are the worst run organization the in the NFL. Yeah, well, so, uh, they got they got their personal seat <laughs> license. They got their PSL money. But yeah, that that is you know what, and people aren't talking about that enough. That is an okey doke. That's an old school okie doke that Jim Irsay pulled, where he was like, "Yeah, and yeah now what I they did was it. they said they gave him a cortisone shot, and then they'll wait two, three weeks to see the results of that, and then they'll say, oh, we realize he's not going to be able to throw this year.' You know, but, <laughs> but at the beginning of the year, Irsay said he thinks he could start week one. If this guy yeah. hasn't played in six weeks, how could you have thought that he could play in week one? So you didn't really think that. I don't know. And the doctors are the first call the doctors make is to the owner. So he pulled. They did this in, in the Curtis Painter debacle. They said Peyton was coming. Oh, Peyton's coming. He's gonna play. Ah, he can't play. <laughs> Enjoy crazy. Curtis Painter. But the thing is, if you're in Indianapolis, if you're in the state of Indiana. You look forward to those Colts, right? Your Indiana, the the, the Hoosiers yes. aren't aren't any good in, in college football. So if you're a football fan in the state of Indiana, that's what you have to look forward to. And Purdue's not really good, so so you're you're just a captive audience. Very captive. Yeah. Okay. Right, one hundred. Thank you for calling in. We got to finish up our picks and talk some college football. You guys can stay on the line and listen, and uh, definitely call back Friday. Uh, Friday at eight, we'll be back on live again. All right. Thanks, guys. Uh, really appreciate it. All right. Talk to you soon.
All right. Thank thanks. You Great so call. Much. All right. So, Ray, Thursday night, Miami starts off week eight at Baltimore. Where are you going with that? Uh, Matt Moore, he looks, he looks better than Jay Cutler, by the way. Let's be real. Yes. And Baltimore is Horrible. just an enigma. Horrible. And remember the words I told you. About Flacco, yeah? I, I told you, when, when, as soon as they yeah. won that Super Bowl and signed Flacco, I, I said, that's a curse. Baltimore's never going to win again. And they really didn't. <laughs> so, but we knew uh, that that was more about Suggs, Ed Reed, and Ray no, Lewis. That true, season. true, true. And, and, and obviously, you know, Ray, Ray Lewis and, and you lose Lewis and Reed, and, and that's a big deal. And you lose some of the, some of the skill position uh, talent. But which Baltimore team is going to show up? I mean, I think both of these teams, if you combine them, you still don't have a legitimate playoff team. Well, the um, one guarantee is Justin Tucker will show up. <laughs> that's true. He'll hit seven 50-yard field goals. Uh, <laughs> but you know what? I'm going to go crazy here and say the Miami Dolphins win a close, low-scoring game. So I'll say they win because maybe Jay Ajayi is the best player on the field. You know, just maybe, right? Oh, and, and so, Jarvis Landry. Yeah, and Jarvis Landry, he's not explosive. He'll, he's your possession guy. He'll catch a lot of balls. But I think Jay Ajayi might make enough plays and might make enough first downs that, that Miami dominates time of possession, and they win, I'll say, low-scoring game. I'll say 23-17. to 17. That's hilarious. I have Miami winning 23-16. And I totally agree. It'll be a defensive scrum. And then you'll see Ajayi and, and some of these other receivers, maybe even Kenny Stills deep. Matt Moore and Kenny Stills have a nice connection, and they've had it before when Matt Moore was playing. So that should be fun. Real quick, before we end the show, college football, obviously it's Bama, Penn State, Georgia, TCU, Wisconsin at five. Um, how impressed were you with Penn State against Michigan and, and the whooping? Well, here's the thing. I reserve judgment because Michigan lost their quarterback and Michigan lost their mojo, and they dropped out of the top 25 accordingly. So I'm going to wait till this week, till they play Ohio State. And they do that on the road because they did the whiteout on Michigan. They're the better yeah. team without it, but, but, but they had the whiteout. They played at home. Let's see them play against, you know, you don't love JT Barrett, but let's play against a senior who's played for three years in that Urban Meyer system, a decent defense, Bosa and the boys. So, so I reserve judgment if they're the second best team in the country, but it's a great win. Uh, also, like I told you, Notre Dame would win and Ooh. disappointment oh, and in Southern USC California. 21, Ray. Disappointment I think in Southern California, but you know Donald what? needs to stay another year, Ray. He really yeah, they're not he ready. To, they're not, he's not ready. ready. And he's not ready. Yeah. Well, but think about this. What's interesting is Notre Dame jumps up to number nine in the top ten, but then this week they host number 14, NC State. I mean, the ACC is flexing on people. Virginia Tech, NC State. I mean, you know, Syracuse almost upset Miami. Clemson, you know, you got four teams in the top 15. Top four teams yeah, in the ACC. So they're yeah, really right um, Clemson, Miami, and and think about Notre Dame. They're half an ACC team, right? So yeah. that's that's a lot of love for the ACC right there. And and it's not even the people we thought, right? We thought it would be Florida State. We thought it would be <laughs> Louisville. And so these 
so, so if those teams were halfway decent, they'd be dominant. This would be like an SEC type of performance. You're right. You're right. Well, look, it's going to be fascinating. I think we definitely will learn a lot. And again, I'm going to bet always against JT Barrett because Ohio State, since the Oklahoma game, their schedule has been soft, Ray. Let's be fair. <laughs> so, All the more reason to prep for Penn State. Oh, yeah. Well, look, it was another great sports Monday. You, you know, we we glad we got the callers. We definitely got to salute, you know, the the Bills and the Rams and those teams. They definitely stepped up. The Vikings. And, uh, let's hope we have a yeah, Vikings. You're right. You're right. Let's we we'll hope we have a good Monday night football game. Everybody enjoy the sports week, and we'll have a special World Series preview show tomorrow. We're out. We are.